Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horneman, aka The Thyroid Fixer. Also, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health-related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. Remember, I fix your thyroid, I fix your hormones, I fix your life. So let's get started. Oh my God, I'm going to blow you away with this episode because you're going to be like, what is she saying? All other 200 and some odd episodes, I have touted the importance of T3 and it is, it is important. It is important. All day long, it's important. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. T3 is your active thyroid hormone. We know that that is what gets into the cell to do its job. We know that every single cell in your body has a receptor site on it for T3. Just going over some basic physiology here. Every single cell in your body has a receptor site on it for T3, including your brain, including your heart. That's why we want your T3 levels to be optimal in order for it to run your body. It also gives you a metabolism it helps to grow your hair and strengthen your nails and put you in a better mood and gives you energy. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot going on here. But what if you have too much? What if you actually, and I know most of you don't have enough, but what happens when you actually have too much T3? Okay, so let's go over that. So let's say we are optimizing you. and. We're giving you some combination because as you know, T4 only doesn't work. Come on, it just doesn't. T4 only does not work. But let's say we are giving you T3 medication or NDT, or you're already on it. You're working with a very knowledgeable practitioner. You're already on T3, good for you. And by the way, side note, there is no magic dose amount for T3. I get that question all the time. Well, where do you find that most people are optimized with T3? It can be across the board. You can have someone optimized on maybe 20 micrograms just because they can't go higher than that. Or you could have someone on 100, 150 micrograms. It's, it is across, across, across the board. You can have too much T3 for you. It all comes back to that personalized medicine, individualized medicine. So don't get hung up on your dose. Don't say, oh, that's right. I'm on 100 micrograms, so that's too much for anyone. No, it's not. That might be your optimal. 150 is mine. Although I have a story with that, so I'll get to that in a second. 
your optimal is your optimal. But if you go beyond that optimal, so many of you have known that I have been taking T3 only for many years at the same dose. So I take 75 in the morning, 75 in the afternoon. That is my optimal. Now, if I were to go up, let's say I went to 100 in the morning and 75 in the afternoon, that would be too much for me. I know my body. I know how it would respond. That would be too much. And, and I've shared my lab results in the past. Just as a reminder, if I go, and this last one, I went 30 hours. If I go, and you're not supposed to go 30 hours, by the way, keep it at 18 to 24. If I go 30 hours, my T3 plummets to a 1.6. Now, does that mean that I need more T3? So when I'm working with patients and we're looking at that free T3 number, after that 18 to 24 hours of no T3 medication, and we have that nice fresh number to look at, if it was a patient of mine that was still suffering with symptoms, not losing, maybe they're still tired, then yeah, absolutely. I would take that, if they came in at a 1.6, I would freak out. I would take that low T3 number and I would say, okay, we need to add more because you have the symptoms that goes along with not having enough T3 in your system. But for me, since I know my body, I know that that is just giving me the feedback that my thyroid gland is either completely destroyed or just isn't working anymore. It's not pushing out its own T3 in very much of anything amount. My body is reliant on the thyroid medication that I give it, but at the end of the day, I don't care because that's when I feel my best. That's how I feel my best. That's why I've been in optimization land where I want all of you to join me. That's why I've been there for so long is because it is replacing thyroid hormone that is no longer being properly made by my thyroid glands and it's replacing it in the correct amount for my body. But if I push that and I go over that, then absolutely you can start to get some symptoms. Now, the immediate symptoms of too much T3, and I'm not even going to say too much thyroid hormone, and I know Dr. Google says that, and maybe other podcasters will just lump it into too much thyroid hormone, quote, end quote. It's not thyroid hormone that you're getting too much of. You're getting too much T3. So whether a crap ton of your T4 is getting converted over for some odd reason, you're an excellent converter, not many of us are, or you're taking too much T3, it's too much T3. It's not too much thyroid hormone. So let's clarify that. So yeah, you can be taking in too much T3 and then you become hyperactive. It's not that your thyroid gland is hyper and your thyroid gland is all of a sudden pumping out more T3. No, that's not the case. It's that you are replacing thyroid hormone that is no longer being properly made by your thyroid gland because it has shit the bed for whatever reason, whether it's primary hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's and slowly being destroyed. And you at the cell level become hyper. So that's where you will experience a little bit of a faster heartbeat, possibly increased appetite, although that can be just from dysregulated blood sugar. Maybe you're eating crappy foods and your blood sugar is going high and low. You can have a little bit more anxiety that you know, that feeling where your chest is tight and you just don't feel right. And you're a little bit jittery and you're like, Oh, this is just, I'm clammy. This isn't a great feeling at all. That can be 
the, that you and your cells are a little bit hyper because there's too much T3. Now, the other thing that I've kind of been noticing just a little bit in myself is even though my testosterone is adequate, even though I'm taking testosterone as hormone replacement therapy, even though I'm taking my hormone fixer on top of my testosterone replacement, I still feel like I'm losing a little bit of muscle. I'm definitely not putting on any, I was, I was a few months ago when hormone fixer first came out and I was taking it, I was like, woo, look at this. But I think that my metabolism has increased. And with that increase, I need less thyroid hormones. I'm going to get to this. I need less thyroid hormone because T3 also decreases muscle. So remember, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, we can link to the one in the show notes, which is exercise in a bottle. I deep dive into T2, but I'm going to tell you my experiment. Remember going back, T3 does not differentiate what it burns, meaning T3, as amazing as it is, it will burn your fat and it will burn your muscle. It will burn your fat and it will burn your muscle. So when we're taking T3 and if we happen to be taking too much, now adequate amounts helps to balance your sex hormones, progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, DHA, even insulin. So adequate, optimal thyroid hormone levels will help to support and balance out all your other hormones. But if it goes too high, if you go a little bit into that hyper realm, then there is a possibility that you will start to lose muscle mass despite having an optimal, ladies, this is above 50 total, men at at minimum, minimum 700 total of testosterone level, even with an optimal testosterone level, that T3 can still tap into your muscle tissue and start to burn that. And I don't even know if I'm going to bring in reverse T3 into this conversation because it doesn't really play a role when we're talking about T3 levels, except in the case of when we're looking at a specific set of labs where sometimes, another side note, this is the nuances of thyroid. This is why I complain and bitch so much about functional, integrative, alternative, naturopathic practitioners out there claiming to know the thyroid and they don't know these little nuances where it really takes looking at that individual person. So I know I said I wouldn't bring in reverse T3, but I'm going to. I was looking at my friend's labs yesterday. Here we see, 24 hours, no meds. Here we see elevated free T3. And we see really high, 21, 24, reverse T3. And we see really high sex hormone binding globulin. So in that particular picture, and you all know this, the conventional world would say, oh my God, you're hyper. By the way, TSH is suppressed. Side note, shocking. So she's on T3. She still can't lose weight. So we need to address something, change something. What is going on? Well, her previous practitioner, and we're going to change this now, her previous practitioner had her on armor and a little bit of T3. That's a fine combo unless you push to reverse, unless you push high to reverse. 
So in her picture, that free T3 being high is not indicative of her being hyper because she's not. It's indicative of so much reverse T3. Her reverse T3 is so high. There's so much in the system that her T3 can't get to the cell. And on top of the reverse T3 problem, she has an elevated sex hormone binding globulin problem. That is binding to what little testosterone she has. It's binding to her estradiol, and it's also binding to the T3. Now, there's no literature that shows that elevated sex hormone binding globulin will produce an elevated free T3. I'll let you guys know. So I just, this should be in any day now. I, for shits and giggles, I don't recommend doing this unless you go through Ulta because it will land in your insurance. It will land in your portal where let's say your PCP, who you might not even be using, will see your elevated free T3 and will start to complain. So now if your PCP isn't prescribing your thyroid meds and I am, then you don't have to worry about that. But let's say you're working with a non-educated functional integrative naturopathic doc, prescriber, whatever, NP, and they see elevated free T3, they might even freak out because remember, this is nuance. The thyroid is very, very special, very, very individualized. And some functional integrative naturopathic practitioners still have their foot in conventional and they don't know the thyroid. So they might even freak out. So do this only through Ulta labs. But I went and got my labs done and I took my thyroid medication in the morning and I went, well, it would have been about three hours after. So just as it was peaking. So I will let you know when my free T3 comes back at, but I also have an elevated sex hormone binding globulin. So yeah, I'm taking my SHBG fixer. I made it for you guys, but it turns out I need it. So does that mean that every time someone has an elevated SHBG, they're going to have an elevated free T3? No, no, it's not going to happen that way every time. But because she has that perfect storm going, of elevated reverse where the T3 can't get into the cell and elevated SHBG where the T is on the train, T3 is on the train and it's not getting even to the cell. I mean, she basically has all this T3 in her blood. That's that's the picture that we're looking at. She's not hyper. Her thyroid gland is not pumping out too much T3. She's not on too much T3. She's actually on too much T4. But she is in a state where that T3 is just in her blood. It can't even get into the cell. It can't even get into the cell. Okay, totally digress there, but I just thought that was very interesting. Let's say you do a test, your free T3 comes back high, you went 18 to 24 hours, no medication. Does that mean that you're hyper? Maybe. That's my answer for you. Maybe. Do you have the symptoms? Have you been losing muscle? Have you been losing excess of hair? Now, when I say that, do not bombard me, my dear patients that are listening to this, with emails saying, oh my God, well, that's the cause of my hair loss. I'm on too much T3. No, no, it's just the hair loss is one of many, 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 many symptoms of being in a true hyper state. Just don't freak out. Don't freak out. If you happen to have the other symptoms that are going along with it, like rapid heart rate, you're, you're looking down at your Apple Watch, you're rolling in at, ooh, see, I'm a 67. Let's say you're looking down at your Apple Watch sitting, recording a podcast, 
And you all of a sudden see 120, 140, that's not right. That's too high. So if your heart rate is racing, if it's elevated significantly, like I said, anxiety, even sensitivity to heat. Now, sensitivity to heat can be either hyper or hypo. So I have been hating the heat, hate. And those of you who are avid listeners, you know this about me already. I've had patients actually go, oh yeah, I know you, you hate the heat. I'm like, how do you know that? Obviously I've talked about that on a couple of these episodes. So yeah, the heat, not doing it, not doing it. Can be mountains and snow all day long. Temperatures below 60 preferred on an ongoing basis. But that doesn't mean I'm hyper. So that's just, again, with all of these symptoms, you have to put it in the context of you. Are you, do you have a multitude of these symptoms? So for myself, like I said, I was losing muscle. I felt like I was losing muscle. I really believe that I was losing muscle, that I did lose muscle. So in addition to that, I haven't really lost weight, but haven't gained. I would say there are times where I do look at my Apple watch. I, you know, really a 67 is a little bit oddly low for me. I'm usually sitting here at like a 90, 90 to 100. So I could say that I'm probably a little bit hyper. I'm a little teetering on the hyper side. Now, if I want to kind of give that muscle loss, of course, you don't want to lose too much muscle though, because as we age, we need that sexy lean muscle to protect our bones. We do not want sarcopenia, the loss of muscle to happen as we age, because that increases our bone breaking risk. Yeah. You're always hearing about elderly people breaking a hip and breaking this and breaking that. You don't want that. That sets you up for pneumonia. That sets you up for being in the hospital for a while. So I don't care what age you are. I want you to have that sexy lean muscle mass to protect your bones, to protect your body as you age, to protect against sarcopenia. Of course, adequate protein levels, blah, 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 all of that that we've talked about. Very important. But also you don't want to be walking around in a hyper state. So here I am. So I decided to, with all the research that I've done and given you on T2, and we know that T2 supports the mitochondria, I'm going to be doing a lot more deep dives into the cell danger response, which can be connected to a hypothyroid state at the cell level because of the cell danger response. And it really doesn't matter how much medication we pump into you, you have an issue at the cell level. So how T2 gets to the mitochondria and supports thyroid hormone levels at the mitochondrial level is really fascinating. And it, we know that T2 has an affinity for fat. It doesn't burn your muscle like T3, but it does improve your basal metabolic rate. It increases ATP production. So I thought to myself, all right, well, if I were to drop my T3 dose, And I'll take it to start from 150 down to 125. So I'm taking out 25 micrograms, but I am going to daily diligently replace it with T2. So I'm taking two capsules of my thyroid fixer. I'm replacing it with T2 because T2 can be supportive of thyroid hormones. I'm not going to say of the thyroid because it's not acting at the thyroid level. It's acting on your cell. So T2 can be very supportive of having adequate thyroid hormone at the cell level and improving the cell function at the mitochondrial level. 
that I thought, okay, what if I just do this regimen so that I can back off a little bit on my T3? Is T2 enough to take over? Now, again, before I give you my results, let me tell you, I have in the past, and I've shared this as well, I'll share it again. I have in the past reduced my T3 dose and I have gone hypo in a week. So the last time I did a decrease in my dose for experimentation purposes, I, no one told me to do it. I was just doing it myself. I definitely gained weight and felt truly depressed. I mean, depressed for the first time in my life. I thought, well, I'm never doing this again. But again, to be able to bring you all the anecdotal evidence and to give you some more things to chew on and to try on yourself, I added in T2. I added in my thyroid fixer every single day. I was using it just to increase my basal metabolic rate if I gone out to eat and ate crappy on the weekend or went on vacation or whatever. I was off my normal eating schedule, ate more carbohydrates than usual. Then I would throw it in for just maybe a week or two to bump up my metabolism and then kind of go on and off of it. So I decided I'm going to stay on this, right? There have been no, no indications of depression at all. I have not gained a pound. In fact, I think I lost because I just put on my shorts for today. And, you know, I'm at my desk. So business on the top, party on the bottom. These things, I can pull out like three inches right now. I mean, I can literally take them off my body without unbuttoning them. They're very, very comfortable for laying around, but uh, I can't wear these out anymore. They're just going to come down randomly. I'm going to be walking down the street and be pantless. So I have definitely lost weight. And while the goal, the long-term goal, and I know there are practitioners out there that say the long-term goal is to come off with thyroid medication. No, it's not. If you have to be on it, you're on it. It's replacing thyroid hormones that are no longer being made. But but I don't want you using more than you have to because then you do start to eat away your muscle and you do when your heart rate is elevated and I've known this and I've accepted it, but when your heart rate is elevated, you're running your engine. What happens when you run a car's engine? When you rev it, rev it, rev it, rev it, rev it. Well, instead of lasting 20 years, it's going to last 10 years. You're going to need a new engine. I don't want a new engine. I want my heart working all the way to the end. So I don't want to wear out my heart either, my whole entire cardiovascular system. So I decided to do this trial. And if it didn't work, it didn't work. Then I just go back on the 150. Who cares? It's fine. But so far, so good. It is working. I will say that. So in my patients that tend to be really sensitive to T3, maybe you're one of them that can only take 2.5 micrograms or 5 micrograms we can keep you low and increase the T3 even slower than what we had anticipated or slower than what I would do with a, a person that wasn't sensitive. And we can add in T2 so you can get the benefits, the mitochondrial benefits, the basal metabolic rate increasing benefits, the energy benefits without dumping a whole bunch of T3 in you that's going to make you jittery and anxious and have heart palpitations and you're you know just icky and sticky. Icky and sticky is the hyper term, the hyper description rather, icky and sticky. So I don't want you icky and sticky. I want you feeling good. So for my sensitive peeps out there, you might have to stay on a low dose of T3 and add in T2. 
for my other peeps out there that might be on a really decent to slash high amount of T3 like myself, maybe try backing off just by 10 to 25 micrograms would be as much of a drop as I would do. 10 to 25, that's it. Or maybe you even start with five if you have fives. I don't have five, so I just pulled the 25. Yeah, I could do a half of a 25, but I felt pretty comfortable with still having 125 coming in me and 25 being taken out, replaced with a T2. So you can experiment with like five to 20, if you are optimized. Now, if you're still low T3, then, you know, and you're suffering with symptoms, then just stay on the same dose and add in the T2. It'll help you regardless, even if you stay on the same dose. But if you are in that camp, and I know there's very few of you, but this is worth talking about because it can happen at any time. If you're in that camp, it might be on a little bit of a higher dose. And at the same time, maybe you are feeling not your best, then drop the dose of T3 slightly and add in the T2. And that might be enough to just kind of stop that muscle breakdown, that catabolism. It'll bring your heart rate down to a more, and maybe, you know what? Hey, folks, as I sit here, so we're, we're figuring this out literally as I record this, it's just dawning on me, and I don't know why I didn't before. I'm at, I am still at a 60, I'm at a 63. So I went from 67 to 63 from my resting heart rate as I sit here with you. And remember how I just said, I'm usually at like 90 to 100. Hello, the drum of the T3 worked to actually bring my heart rate back into, really, this is this is more normal. I would say when you are seated at rest at your desk, 60 to 75 would be more normal. Anything less than 60, you'd be probably hypo. And anything more, you're, you're a little bit hyper. I mean, let's face it, I've been running hyper. So the, it's working. My experiment is working. I am not gaining, I'm losing because my pants are going to fall off. And my heart rate is down. And I can't say I've put on muscle yet because it's not going to happen that quickly. I'm just happy that the muscle breakdown has stopped. And now I can really focus on lifting heavy shit, taking hormone fixer, taking my testosterone, keeping my testosterone levels adequate. And then I should start to see a little bit more muscle tissue come on. In future episodes, I promise you, we will be diving more into what I talked about, that cell danger response, and what you can do to help your cell, in addition to taking T2, what you can do to help your cell function better at the mitochondrial level. And that is really where cellular hypothyroidism takes place, is at the cell level, at the mitochondrial level. Now, just before I let you go, there's no such thing as pooling. There's no such thing as pooling. You can argue with me all day long. My friend that I just told you about, she's not pooling T3, but there would be some people out there that would say she's pooling. No, she's not pooling. She's got something going on at the cell level. She's got a cell danger response going on. she got elevated reverse T3, inflammation out the wazoo, and she has elevated SHBG. So that's what's going on. So get the pooling thing out of your mind. And we'll break that down in a future episode too, actually. And we'll talk more about using T2 to help that cell danger response and what else you can do at the cell level. But just for now, I'm going to leave you with, if you can't build muscle, if you're losing a crap ton of hair, if you're icky and sticky, then you might want to back off on your T3 slightly with the guidance of your thyroid expert practitioner 
Notice how I didn't say your functional practitioner, your integrative practitioner, your naturopathic practitioner, because they might not know squat about the thyroid. You're going to do this with guidance and with help, but you just might be able to back off a little bit to get rid of the icky and sticky feeling and add in T2 and still get the benefits. Bam. Let me know what you think. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast. And if you want to find out more about working together, you can click the link below in the show notes to book a discovery call. And there you'll be talking to a member of my team. They are an extension of me. They are amazing. And you and I will talk after that once we get you all signed up and you and I get to work together. All right. I hope to see you soon.